This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fat Gary, you you are driving me nuts. Go eat your robust, rogue good cheese, whatever the heck that was that you were talking about earlier. Roquefort, Roquefort cheese. You missed the start of the 1 o'clock hour. You missed the most cheese talk we've ever done on the Wendy's Big Show. I'm here to tell you. Just hit rewind on your Odyssey app. You can go back and listen to that cheese talk. People were tweeting at Big Show Network talking about how funny it was as we were talking about all these different cheeses. So, Okay, uh, lots to get to on today's show. Jake Okorowski uh, talks some Badger football, some Badger basketball. They lost to Providence last night. Comes up in about 15 minutes. Uh, we'll talk with Ben Steele from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Got to talk about Marquette basketball. They pulled the upside in Illinois. Uh, so that's coming up. But first, we're going to start off with this Aaron Rodgers stuff. We've got the audio uh, from him being on Pat McAfee's uh, show just a little while ago on Sirius XM Radio. Uh, and I- I want- I've not heard it. So you hearing it, I'm not hearing it, are going to be the same uh, together. I've not heard it. Plucker got it put together in the last break. So this is Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show, and then we'll discuss uh, once we're done listening to this together. With the 17-game season, I talked to Pat earlier. I, I've seen some people try to say players may be pacing themselves or whatever. They can't see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Do you ever feel that with anybody? Is like your day-to-day change or anyone's mindset change with the 17-game season? And also, what are the chances that you're going to be playing in Green Bay next year? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good journalism! It's a two-for. Uh, yeah, thank you for that two-for that. I find it hard to, to imagine anybody's pacing themselves. We're talking about one more game you know we've played 16 games for so many years in a row now one extra game you're talking about you know a, a six point 
0.25% increase in playing. Like, I don't think anybody's actually really pacing themselves uh, with the extra game now. Um, Did he just do that? Wow. Did you just do that math in your head right there? Do you have the? Uh, are you one of those guys like, oh, let me carry the one. Forty-two times. Yeah, 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 they have this cover two defense yeah. right now. I've seen this forty. Is that you? Is that real? That's real. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Seven uh, times two. Dude. I, do have, I do have some good mental math tricks I can do another time. Another time. Let's, another time. Another show. Another <laughs> show. Uh, let's go. Another show. Another show. Uh, age. No comment. Oh. Hey, that's they're gonna have to bleep me out of a lot. Of, that's, good. that's a good thing. My reaction now. I just wanted to no comment, you age. I just—that's fun for me. Now that you're a media person, <laughs> a big media guy. Isn't that the first thing they tell you though when they sit you down your rookie year? Don't say no comment. That's what they told us. Yeah, I wasn't part of that conversation. But you are—you are a rebel though, so you can say. Oh, it. a maverick. All right, so no comment from Rogers as far as is he coming back to play next year uh, or not. Stated before, stated again. The best way for him to get leverage in this whole thing is at that postseason press conference whenever they either win the Super Bowl or lose whatever game they may end up losing in the playoffs, whichever one happens, however this plays out, is to simply say, because somebody's going to ask it, somebody better ask it, are you coming back next year? That'll be the question. And his response, if he wants to come back, needs to be something along the lines of, yeah, I want to sign a three-year extension and, and finish my career here. Or I want to sign a five-year extension and finish my year here. I had a great, great time, had a blast, looking forward to staying and, uh, you know, playing this playing this string out in Green Bay. Boom. That's it. He doesn't have to talk to anybody after that, especially if they lose. Definitely not have to talk to anybody after that. He's done. If they win, maybe he does one more uh, thing, I guess, at the end of the day. Probably not with the media, probably with – uh, one more hit on McAfee show, I guess, and when it's all said and done, and then that's it. And then you push the ball into Gunnikun's court and Murphy's court for the Packers, and now everybody's like, all right, he's staying. This is awesome. Now if they decide they don't want you, uh, that being Rodgers, now they look like the villain, not you, and it's on them at that point. And then Packer Nation goes crazy. If they go, okay, fine. We'll give you the five-year extension, three-year extension, whatever the case may be. We're good. If it's five, bye-bye Jordan Love. Like, that's he's gone. If it's three, bye-bye Jordan Love. He's gone. If it's only a one-year extension, so if he, if he plays this game of, I always want to have one year left beyond what I have. I don't want to commit long-term because I want to keep the pressure and the heat on Goody in this front office, which, if I'm guessing, that'll probably be his play that he'll just keep extending one year out. So 2022 is the last year of his contract. He'll extend out one year to get to 2023. They don't have to trade Jordan Love. They can keep him uh, and let him continue to develop behind Rodgers. You get Rodgers for one more year uh, and continue to play one year to one year, always having that one year left uh, on your deal going forward. So you always kind of have leverage to be able to do what you want. Because if you do a a three-year extension and it's four years out, Kind of lose your leverage because now you're under contract, you're stuck, right? Absolutely stuck. But they would force them to trade Jordan Love, in which case 12 is probably happy because now he has no threat. And I don't know. Jordan Love's really not a threat, let's be honest. Um, but you have nobody behind you that was a first-round pick anymore. So from that perspective, now there's nothing to be mad about one way or the other. Now maybe they'll draft a quarterback two years or three years into your 
three or four or five years left on your deal, and that should be expected at that point because you should be getting close to retirement, I would think, uh, by that point at the end of this next deal. Him saying no comment, that's smart. Like LeRoy said, I mean, that's a smart move. Because And Gary said the same thing, smart move. Because now nobody knows. You just keep it dangling out there in the wind. Now, I would assume, you know what happens when you assume, but I would assume that him and Goody have been talking throughout. Right? You, you would assume that that conversation's been occurring. And if it hasn't been occurring, it ought to start occurring. And it ought to start occurring from Goody's end, if nothing else. Like, it should just be brought up at some point. It doesn't have to be a formal sit in my office and let's talk and shut the door type deal. It could just be sitting on the sidelines at a practice or something. Just being like, hey, man, feeling like you want to do this long term? You feel like you want to be here past next year? You know, you lean one way or the other? Just kind of figure out what we're going to be doing here. See what he says. You know, if he turns and he goes, nah, I haven't really thought about it. I'm just trying to play out the year. Man. It is what it is. Then that that's that's where we go. But if it is, yeah, man, I want to stay. I want to try and get something done. A perfect world for the Packers. If he wants to stay, you want to be able to announce that extension and that whole thing getting done prior to the end of the season. So there is no drama when the offseason starts and all that's done. And you free up whatever money you can free up to try and get some of these other guys back under contract going forward, like Devontae Adams. And my guess is, as I've stated before, if they get Rodgers extended, Devontae will sign. I think it's going to be literally that quick. Rodgers will get done, and within a couple of weeks, Devontae will be done. And case closed. I I still don't know if that means that they get back a lot of these defensive players that are going to be up like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. I I don't know what that means for them, but I would think Devontae and Aaron both get done together if Aaron stays. And if Aaron doesn't stay, then I think getting Devontae done is going to be very, very difficult. I really do. Because then he is going to want to get paid big time financially, I think, in order to stay and play with Jordan Love, which is an unknown. It's a question mark. You don't you don't know. He's played one game in which he didn't really get all that much practice time with the first string receivers at all previous to those three or four days leading up to the game. So that's still a question mark and unknown. I think it's more likely if Rodgers says, I'm out, trade me, that Devontae Adams is probably out as well. And then you go from, from that perspective and you possibly end up losing both of those guys going forward. But the no-comment move there by Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show? I don't know. Makes sense to me. I think it's a smart move. Plucker, what are you thinking? You think that was a, the the smart play there by Aaron Rodgers getting asked that question by his former teammate, A.J. Hawk? Well, I mean, what are you going to say? And and at the same time— well, He could have. He could have said anything. There was definitely a bit of, like, tongue-in-cheek happening For in that sure. situation, too. Like, no they're, they're just being guys and messing around. I'm not really putting any stock in it whatsoever. Um, what if he would have said— But it is a reminder that, like— you know, we're past the midway point of this season. Like a decision is is looming here. As much as we want to like sit here and enjoy this season and and really focus on it, like at least a little bit of thought has to be put into that situation as well. And and like I said, even with the tongue in cheek, there's a little bit of honesty and every bit of sarcasm. So I think that uh, he probably what is still kind of deliberating and seeing what he wants to do. You know, that's the other thing about this, I think, at the end of the day, too, is you say tongue-in-cheek, I'd agree with you, but what if you actually would have given an actual answer? What if he actually would have came back with, oh, all right, guys want to be funny? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back next year, man. Me and Goody are talking. We're going to get this done. 
I'm back going forward. Like, I, I want to be a Packer, man. This has been a great season. If he would have dropped that bomb on everybody right there on that yeah. show just now, that would have been crazy. how much different is the world as a Packer fan on the day they're selling these stocks and people are in line four or five hours to hear news that Rodgers is coming back long-term for the Packers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are celebrating and throwing a party all over, and Jordan loves packing a suitcase up and, and getting ready to move because he won't be here much past this year if, if he signs a long-term deal. Uh, with the Green Bay Packers, that being Aaron Rodgers. That's the crazy part about this is, like, as a fan, yeah, it affects us, right, as fans, if he stays or if he goes, but he's really, his one decision is going to affect so many other decisions. It's going to affect if Jordan loves in Green Bay or not. I think it has a, a large part in what Devontae Adams is going to do going forward, and it could affect Darius and Preston Smith and how much they're willing to play, pay, play for as well if they feel like they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl versus if they feel like, ah, oh, it's probably a playoff team. I don't know if we're going to Super Bowl with Jordan Love in the first couple of years. I mean, it affects so many different aspects of this organization and so many different people's lives going forward based on one person's decision of whether or not they want to stay or leave a team. Nuts. I mean, in a completely unrelated deal, but similar is this fiasco they have with the Texans. Because if Deshaun Watson and all of his legal problems, his life and all his crap going on has completely pretty much tied the Texans' hands behind their back and really not been able to allow them to move on or do whatever they want to do until that whole thing is resolved off the field and they're stuck. Because once they officially can move Deshaun Watson, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Okay, now we're in full rebuild. Let's get all of our picks. Let's move forward. Because right now you're in the middle. And the worst place to be in sports, as we always talk about, is in the middle. That's where the Bucks were for so many years under Herb Cole. Eh, seven, eight, C, get excited. And then you get killed, and then it's over. Worst place to be is in the middle. Worst place to be is 500 over the course of four, five, six years. You're not getting any better enough to compete, and you're not getting worse enough to get better draft picks, so you're stuck. You don't ever want to be in the middle, and... In certain situations, like that Texan situation, uh, they are bad, yes, but they can't improve the way they have to improve as long as his off-the-field situation is holding up for him from being traded to the Miami Dolphins, which, according to reports, were that deal was going to get done. Like They were going to give them everything they wanted, the Texans. Five, six, seven draft picks, whatever it was going to be, that deal was done. And They wanted Deshaun Watson to settle off his uh, off-court issues with all these women and the lawyer representing pretty much all these women pretty much said, yeah, no, no, we're not being bought off. No, that's not happening. Sorry. And therefore, he couldn't get traded. He couldn't end up going to the Dolphins. And instead, he sits and watches an entire football season again. It's just absolutely crazy. All right, coming up next, Jake Kokorowski, BadgerBlitz.com. We'll talk about this Badger football team that is hot. They're looking to finish out the season and uh, play in the Big Ten Championship game. We'll talk to him about that and uh, about the Badgers' early start in basketball as well as they lose to Providence last night. All straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Fiber with you as we broadcast live. The Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Wanted to get some college uh, talk in here, a little bit. Uh, so we're going to talk some Badgers here, and then we'll talk some Marquette basketball with Ben Steele coming up uh, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel in the next uh, segment of Sparky's Ben Day Madison. Rami Makhlouf will be here. We'll find out what's coming up on uh, Rami's show coming up at 3 o'clock. Jay Kokorowski joins us now at the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from BadgerBlitz.com, part of the Rivals Network. He is the main source that we always use on all of our shows here at The Fan. What's going on, Jake? Not too much, man. Thanks for having me back on. Appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Okay, so first things first. I was kind of talking to this about talking to this about, with Gary the other day. and Gary's like, ah, oh, he's a freshman. I don't want to go there yet. But I, I, I'm telling you, Braylon Allen... I mean, he he might be the best back we've seen at Wisconsin before this whole thing is said and done to be doing what he's doing his freshman year. I, I mean, that, that's high praise, first and foremost there, Sparky, where, you know, obviously the one that comes to mind for me is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, and there's been, you know, Ron Dane and Melvin Gordon. Had, yeah, Melvin Gordon. But, you know, you know, Dane had a huge first year as a Badger in the mid-'90s. Jonathan Taylor almost broke 2,000 yards as a freshman in 2017. And then you had, you know, obviously Braylon Allen is doing right now in, in six straight games of 100 yards or more rushing. And, you know, he's a Big Ten uh, co-offensive player of the week for his performance with 173 yards against Northwestern. It's high praise. I think he's got a huge ceiling right now and he's only just sniffing the potential as a running back where you know like we've talked about it before where a lot of people thought he'd start his wisconsin career on defense until you know you saw in the spring alternate season for the for the wiaa uh what just several months ago he's big you know you know he just burst onto the scene and was a huge impact for fond du Lac in that russian attack and now you're seeing him do it in the big 10 uh you know i still uh, there's still a lot for him to learn as a back uh and, and whatnot when it comes to it just the nuances of the position, and he's got a great mentor in Gary Brown, the assistant coach, the running backs coach for Wisconsin. Uh, but I think he can do a lot more. Uh, we'll see just how far he gets. But you know, for me, it's always been like Jonathan Taylor's kind of the, the you know, the the benchmark along with Ron Dane and, and Melvin uh, in terms of the maybe the outrush more of, of modern running backs. Yeah. There's so many more that I'm not even talking about. You right. Know? For me, it's Melvin Gordon is one. It has been number one. I, it, Jonathan Taylor in college, I thought, well, he's a really good back. I don't know if he's Melvin Gordon special, but he's good. And now, you look at what he's doing with the Indianapolis Colts, he may be the best running back in the league right now with Derrick Henry out hurt, uh, putting up a monster year for Indianapolis. But if you look, again, going back to Braylon Allen, 
not only is a is he a big power running back like Derrick Henry, where he could run over anybody, you've got that, but his ability to go right to left instantaneously uh, and change direction and, and go to find another hole, his vision that is there as well that you're picking up and seeing. And like you said, he's so early on in this position development, as he gets better and learns the little nuances of this thing, he, I'm telling you, he is going to be scary good. Well, I think it's where you started to see, you talked about kind of the lateral movement there, but the, the vision and the... Uh-oh. I think... You know, it's, it's just to go up the mid. Uh, next thing you know, you know, Graylin's you know, cutting it to the outside and taking it for, for a touchdown. And so we've seen with, you know, Allen and just the patience and the vision that he has, uh, it, it's been very... And I, like I said, it's only going to grow, and we'll see what he does against a you know a Nebraska front this weekend, and see if he can make it seven in a row. You know, that's the other thing about this is you know he's throwing up those over hundred yard games. He's he's running over dudes, multiple dudes on one run, running over him looks like Earl Campbell back in the day, uh, doing his thing. But then you know you talk about coming into the season, all the pressure, all the hoopla was around Graham Mertz coming into this year. Uh, and next year, it's definitely going to be all about Braylon Allen, I think, going into next season. But this year was about Graham Mertz. Started off not well at all. But I feel like since Braylon Allen got going, Jake, we've seen now the pressure get taken off of Graham Mertz a little bit. I feel like he's relaxed a little bit and his confidence is coming back. Yeah, I think a lot of it also plays into the fact that Mertz, uh, the pass protection has been better for him. and He's more comfortable in the pocket. Specifically left and- tackle. Right. Well, I was going to say, you know, they've only allowed four sacks in six games. You know, since you know, since what happened with Michigan, where they had six sacks, the Wolverines did, and were pressuring them all game, and along with Chase Wolf for that matter too. So, uh, you know, Mertz, though, you're seeing him get more comfortable. You're starting to see the progressions and the reads more, with, with, you know, and how he's making that happen. And so, in my eyes, he's really making those strides, especially the last two games where, you know, they ranked 125th in the nation in passing yards per game and uh, passer efficiency, you know, heading into the Rutgers game. Now, he, you know, he's averaging 250 yards per contest and has had five touchdowns to two interceptions in his last two games, which is a drastic improvement. And you're seeing what the potential, you know, we all thought on paper it could be with returning wide receivers like Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, Jim Radica, and then tight end Jake Ferguson for that matter. So he's got four key receiving targets. He was hitting them all on Saturday against Northwestern as well. So, you know, I think this is what you wanted. You want, I wrote about it. I'm glad you blew out, you know, for, for Sunday, just talking about the offensive balance, the complementary nature. This is what you want to see where you compare it with Braylon Allen and the pile running with a little bit of burst and, and pinball-esque nature, like on that 33-yard run against the Wildcats. And then you mix that with Graham Mertz being able to, you know, pick, just, you know, air it out wherever he wants to. It's a specialty for success for Wisconsin. Jake Kokorowski, BadgerBlitz.com, joining us, part of the Rivals Network on the way to pick up, uh, uh, who are you picking up, your daughter from school, right? Oh, I got twin boys. I got three boys, and I'm picking up two of them right now. So don't mind me if I feel a little winded. I need to get some cardio, man. Multiple holidays. I need to get back to get the shape. I got you. Multiple kids to pick up. Uh, okay, so this is the next thing. How are the Badgers looking at tight end and wide receiver after this year? You know, it, it's going to be you know if, if you know with Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor, you know, expecting them to to obviously go you know depart the program. You know, Chimay DK is a is the big name in my eyes. You know, obviously he's from. Wakashaw North, a big-time uh, recruit. You know, he's contributed the past couple of years. He'll take on, I feel, a greater, uh, greater you know, part in the offense, especially that passing game. 
Uh, and for, on that matter, too, like behind him, pretty interesting because Devin Chandler, you know, decided to depart the program. And, you know, will we see like A.J. Abbott, who will be in his fifth year at that point at Wisconsin? Or could you see some of the true freshmen for this year, Marcus Allen, number four? Who, like him. You know, but, you know, like, yeah, he looked really sharp in, in mop-up time. Now, it's just mop-up time, right? So we'll see what he can do, you know, against, you know, starting level competition. But he looked sharp against Rutgers. Skylar Bell is another name, another true freshman wide receiver that, uh, you know, that, that can stand out too and, and whatnot. So I think those would be on, on the wide receiver. But then on, for tight end, it's going to be really interesting because Jake Ferguson's that dude all tight end, right? Absolutely. He can, pack, he can, pack, he can catch. Uh, he does everything you want out of a Wisconsin tight end, and he'll probably play on Sundays. But you're probably looking at right now, you know, someone like Jack Eschenbach, who will be a fifth-year senior next season, who, you know, I think is probably the closest to that at the moment. Um, there's Hayden Rucci, who's right now, he's been out the last few games, will be out for this week against Nebraska. He's more of a hand-on-the-ground blocking tight end. Uh, but you also have others like, you know, um, Cole Cundis, who I think could be the next, you know, to me, almost they move along with Eschenbach, one of those players that can do, both a lot, you know, in terms of being being able to block and uh, the catch, and then you know, you have Jalen Franklin who got in the game uh, against Purdue, and you know, he blocked pretty well. And then on top of that, he also, you know, I think they haven't utilized his athleticism yet. So you know, he's a six foot four frame. He can make you know catches. We saw that in you know in uh, fall camp where he can go up and, and catch passes. So there are options. It's going to be for tight ends. I think it's going to be who's going to develop and who can be more that all around tight end. Uh, and I think they have some good options too. Is Jake Kokorowski again? BadgerBlitz.com, part of the Rivals Network. Uh, make sure, please, make sure to follow him on Twitter as well at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O at Jake Coco. All kinds of great stuff for Badgers football and uh, Badgers basketball. I hear that you're at the playground or all the kids are at and whatever else. We'll talk Badger basketball another time, Jake. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Real quick, too, just, uh, you know, Badger Blitz is running a promo right now. You can get a full year for $20.21. Uh, go to BadgerBlitz.com. Check it out. $20.21 for a year? You betcha. Woo-wee. That's a really good deal. All right, Jake. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care. There he is, Jake Kokorowski of the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com today. I don't know how many of y'all checked out Badgers and Providence uh, yesterday or not. I got to see the second half of that game. I was home in time to watch the second half of Badgers and Providence. Mm. I, I texted Gary. I said, Badger basketball, ugh. Gary responded back with, just like football, they'll get better as we go on. Okay, fine. But to me, and maybe I'm wrong, because they think, I mean, Crow last night was one of ten from the field. You're relying on him to be a stretch big, uh, and he is a a bigger dude for sure. Um, so he he wasn't hitting shots. Uh, Tyler Wall he was seven of twelve. Okay, he was okay last night for the most part. Chucky Epburn more of a defensive player maybe than an offensive player. So you're not going to get uh, a ton out of him. But again, maybe I'm crazy. But if you're relying on Brad Davidson to be you know your second option potentially in this whole thing, how far are you going to go? With all due respect to Brad Davidson, who's been at Wisconsin for 100 years, if you're relying on Davidson to be your second option, how far are you going to go? That's where I get concerned with this whole thing. That That's where my concern level is looking at this. And that's why I think, you know, they've got to have other guys play better 
obviously, than they did last night uh, against Providence. They lose 63-58 uh, uh, last night. Just, just, they didn't look good. I mean, they, they didn't look good, but they kept it close. So I guess you have that going as far as their defense was able to clamp down a little bit there in the last few minutes of that game to kind of keep it close and still give them a shot at the end. But again, you couldn't take advantage and hit shots because you were mission shots majority of the time. You only shot 32% from the field. And the more staggering number is 5 of 27 from 3 for 18%. This Badgers team, we know, under Greg Gard, has always relied on making the three. If they're hitting threes, they can hang with or beat anybody. They're not hitting threes. They're probably going to lose basketball games. Do you think that's an accurate assessment, Plucker, on the Badger basketball program? Hitting threes, they can stay with and compete with anybody because of their defense. Missing threes, more than likely they're going to lose. Well, yeah, they need the shots to fall. I don't think they have the athleticism or the size. No, Especially not the athleticism, but the size either to keep up with some of these centers in the Big Ten. I mean, you look at Kofi Coburn and the Hunter Dickinsons of the Big Ten that are just going to absolutely dominate when they play some of these smaller teams like Wisconsin. They're going to have some difficult times. I think. Uh, but this, if they're hitting shots, right. it's a different story. This, this Stephen Crowell kid, he's a sophomore. Seven foot, 234, 235, somewhere in that area. He's got some pretty good size. Was watching him last night, but again, he's that uh, prototypical badger big that, that wants to shoot threes and play outside. He's not, I don't think, at least to this point, is going to be the guy that's going to play a lot around the rim necessarily on offense. Defensively, we're going to have to see. Like you, like Plugger just said, there's some good defense, there's some good offensive centers in this league that play around the rim old school style that can score around the rim. Can he hang with those guys? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I know one thing, the Bucks need another big guy too. If we're talking about lack of bigs and hurting you, I know it's only the regular season, but by God, can we please find somebody else? I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is out there. I, I know he's not a shot blocker. I get it. But you cannot, in my opinion, continue to run Giannis through what we're running him through because you're asking him to play bigs He's going to get just continually beat up. And that dude wants to play minutes. Like, he doesn't want to lose. He wants to win. Plain and simple, wants to win. And losing, I think, is going to kill this dude, regardless if they have a championship or not. And you're making him have to, to defend centers. Because you have nobody else other than Bobby Portis, who defensively is not a center by any stretch of the imagination. So, I, I don't know what the end game is for the Bucks here, but they've got to get another big. We talked about it before the season started. We thought that was going to be an issue. And I'm here to tell you it is an issue, and they need to address it here at some point soon. Uh, While the Badgers lost 63-58 to Providence, Marquette upsets Illinois. We'll talk with Ben Steele, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh. Actually, it's not. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. First time I've screwed up by calling this the Wendy's Big Show in, what, weeks, Plucker, right? It's been a while. There in the beginning, I was screwing up. Like every other day. But it's been a while. So I, I get a break on that yeah, one. Yeah, the I streak think. is over. Back the streak to day is zero. Over. Back to day zero. We start again. We'll see. We should keep track of how long it happens before I do it again. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games. They're a huge entertainment game room. We're talking indoor bocce ball, darts, pool tables, lots of pool tables, a ping pong foosball. They got it. If you want it, they got it more than likely in their huge entertainment game. And plus, settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wings, and wraps. Plus, their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in 
Waukesha. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Ben Steele of the Milwaukee Journal Sun, covers Marquette basketball. Ben, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I guess the first thing that I I, kind of want to bring up is your thoughts, because I don't think we've really talked uh, since Shaka Smart has been brought in, as far as Shaka Smart being uh, brought in, A, uh, and B, kind of how the environment, the practices, how everything has kind of changed from what Wojo was doing when he was the head coach of Marquette for the last several years to what Shaka does when he's on that practice floor. Yeah, I think uh, just the hiring of Shaka Smart is kind of, Given the given the Marquette basketball program just a, a shot of energy, um, you know things have kind of stagnated at the last couple of years, and the fan base of of Marquette basketball fans have been uh, a little bit disillusioned the last couple of years. They haven't won a NCAA tournament game since 2013, so uh, that'll do it to uh, disillusion a fan base. But Shaka's kind of came in and brought a whole new energy. His whole persona is you know energy he likes to play fast-paced his practices are intense and 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 fast-paced and he likes to you know push push the tempo offensively and force turnovers defensively so it's really a energize the program both in like his personality and the style of play you know the other thing about this too is the entire roster almost got flipped up because of mm-hmm. all the transfers he brought in and all the kids that left yeah, uh, three scholarship players from last season are the only ones that are back. So nine new guys, four freshmen, a uh, couple transfers, a couple grad transfers. So, yeah, it, um, I figured it would take a while for this team to gel together, and it's still, if you watch them play offensively, it's still a work in progress. But uh, the energy and effort is there, and that's the biggest thing that, that Shock has brought to this team. He gets these guys to play hard, and that's that's been his calling card, you know, as a coach. Uh, you know, he's he's only 44 years old, but he's been a head coach for 13 years. And his teams have always been known for, for getting after you defensively and, and you know, pressing you full court and, and turning you over. And that's that's what he's brought. God bless you for saying only 44, because I'm 45, <laughs> and I feel like I'm much older <laughs> than 45. Uh, Daryl Morsell, tell us about this kid, because he appears to be the best player on this basketball team right now. Uh, again, a senior out of Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, he's a grad transfer from Maryland. This is his fifth season of competition, taking advantage of the the extra year that the NCAA gave players from last season for the for the COVID year. Um, he's an interesting guy. Like Daryl Marcel first got on my radar. Marquette played Maryland in the championship game in 2019 of the uh, Orlando November tournament, um, and Daryl Marcel did the best job that I saw guarding Marcus Howard when Marcus Howard was in college. He held him for like 12 points. Marcus Howard, uh, who uh, created a ruckus last night in his game for the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that same Marcus Howard. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. a very, when he was in college especially, very hard guy to guard. Uh, never stopped running, range out to half court. Really hard guy to guard, but Daryl probably did the best job that I ever saw. So he was always on my radar. I watched uh, Maryland play when I come across him on TV. I would always take note of him. But he was never like a scorer at, at Maryland. He was always kind of a, you know, the role guy, defensive stopper. He always had other guys handling the ball. Uh, but when he came to Marquette, like uh, this team, like I mentioned before, they're they're kind of searching for an offensive identity. They got the defensive identity set, but they just don't know where the where the points are coming from. Not a very good shooting team. But when they get in these lulls, like they always turn to Daryl for. Uh, 
when they need a bucket. And he's been good this year. Like he never scored over 19 points. 19 points was a career high in four years at Maryland. And he scored over 20 points in each of his first three games with, with Marquette so far. He's definitely one of the guys to watch. The other guy that I really like watching is Justin Lewis, another guy out yeah. of Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, and they knew each other. Uh, they played in the same AU program, so they've known each other for a couple years. Um, yeah, Justin, he's always had uh, the physical talents, man. If you if you see him in person, like he's got really long arms, just huge hands. His hands are massive, and he's just got a really good physical profile. He's still like his skills are still catching up to his body, but he's in really good shape this year. Um, and he's kind of a mismatch because he. He's really strong, and he can bang down low. Um, his outside game is still developing, but there, he's got pretty nice touch. He hasn't shot very well from three this year, but it's definitely in there. But he's, he, he's got a lot of talent. He, I think he's going to be a future NBA player. This is the other thing. that The way that whole end-of-game scenario played out last night with Marquette in Illinois, Marquette eventually winning 67-66, mm-hmm. It really was because of the deflections and the steals uh, by the Marquette defense more than anything else. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm looking at the box score right now. You see, like, Illinois had 19 offensive rebounds. Marquette shot 5 of 17 on threes and 18 out of 31 on free throws. And they missed a bunch of free throws in the last five or six minutes Marquette did. So if you look at that, there's really, like, no way they should win that game, but then you look and see that Illinois had 26 turnovers. Yep. And, you know, you know Marquette had 14. 12 turnover differential is going to be a big deal in a basketball game. Yep, and especially down the stretch, like, Marquette got stops on 10 of Illinois' last 11 possessions, and a couple of clutch steals in the final minute, one by Tyler Coley to get that winning layup that gave him the, the, the go-ahead margin with 18 or 19 seconds to go, and then another steal right at the end of the game to, to clinch the victory. Yeah, it's, that's – Shaka Smart puts a lot of emphasis on deflections. Uh, his goal is 32 or more every game. They keep track of it. There's a manager holding up a sign at every timeout showing how many deflections they got. They started putting in serve a deflection counter on a scoreboard in the corner. Um, if you go to the practice gym at Marquette, there's a big sign that says 32-plus on the side of the gym. So he's put a big emphasis on that. Well, talking with Ben Steele, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel here on uh, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, what about his relationship with the, the the students that aren't basketball players at Marquette? You know, when when Kareem first got here, he built a strong relationship with that student fan base, and they packed the Bradley Center. When Buzz Williams was here, I feel like he had a really strong connection with that student fan base. I'm not sure if Woj ever did. Yeah. Um, but with Shaka Smart, you feel like that's growing between him and the students? Yeah, I think he, he, he's definitely, like like I mentioned, you know, there was a little bit of disillusionment with the fan base, and I think Shaka kind of feels like it's in his job to kind of reinvigorate and get out there and be the face of the, the program. You see him a lot more on, on social, many, social media than he did with, with uh, Coach Wojo when he was a coach, and from what I understand, he gets around campus quite a bit, kind of drawing up support. So I think he, he really thinks that's a big part of his job. And last night, I know it was a big game. It's not like the game before when they were playing New Hampshire, but uh, there was a big student uh, fan base turnout in it last night and, and definitely made a difference. Uh, Illinois coach Brad Underwood mentioned it, that he thought his team was a little rattled because it was so loud and intense in, in Pfizer last night. 
Yeah, and that's that was the one thing I noticed too. Obviously, it wasn't there, but watching it on TV, it did seem like they were into it and they were loud. Uh, and again, it's part of that excitement level that you get. Now, obviously, there's a you know I think three more games between now and the time you get Wisconsin. Wisconsin didn't look all that great last night against Providence, but that's really what that student section wants. That's what the boosters wants is take care of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, that game's in Madison this year, so they're not going to get the chance until next year to be in person. But he'll win those he'll win those kids back if they beat Wisconsin. I mean, beating Illinois yeah. is nice, but beating Wisconsin is what they want. Yes, for sure. You check that off. Yeah, that gets. That gets a lot of people on your side. As far as recruiting goes, uh, how has he been on the recruiting trail to this point, Shaka Smart? Yeah, they got two commitments for next year, uh, the 2022 class. Um, If you look at them, they're just like you figure a a Shaka Smart recruit would look like. Uh, They're both guards. One is a little smaller, 5'10", but he's like a, a, a spark plug type uh 510 gets after you full court uh built like like uh he looks like kind of like a nfl cornerback and he'll just dog you for 94 feet um the other guy is 6'4 uh chase ross kind of an under recruited guy but has a lot of athletic gifts so he's kind of looking for those guys that he can fit into a system and also kind of still have room to improve and they can kind of mold a little bit because you know trying to establish his his uh culture here at Marquette. I think Shaka's trying to get players that'll be in his program for multiple years, uh, which is kinda hard to do in college these days. But uh um, You know, Ben, it sounds to me, and I get, tell me where I'm wrong on this and I might be mm-hmm. completely off base. But when John Hammond yeah. was with the Bucks, the general manager of the Bucks now in Orlando, he always preached yeah. to me when we used to do our weekly show together that he wanted guys that could run and play above the rim. That's what he was trying to put out there uh, from his perspective, is that kind of what Shaka Smart is trying to do the same thing of? Yes, yeah, especially like play hard defensively is what um, Shaka looks for, probably more than the physical attributes. But I mean, I'm sure he would take like John Hammond was always big about team all length, right? That was his big thing. But uh, Shaka would take those guys. He definitely looks for those those athletes that that can run all day. Shaka looks for athletes that can run all day and and pester you and get after you defensively and play intensely on that that side of the court. He is Ben Steele. Check him out again. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Follow him for uh, the best Marquette basketball coverage that you're going to find out there right now. Ben, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. All right, anytime you need me, let me know. Sounds good. There he is, Ben Steele. On the Great Midwest Bank hotline, applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a heads up and a warning here, okay? For this show specifically, not the big show, this this one-hour show, we're going to talk Badgers and we're going to talk Marquette. Like, that's going to be a thing. I didn't go to either school. I like both schools. I root for both schools. I know some of you don't like the fact that people could possibly root for both Wisconsin and Marquette. It doesn't make any sense. You can't grasp it, especially if you went to either school. I understand that, but we're going to try and provide fair and balanced coverage of both. And we're also going to talk to Coach Baldwin throughout the year, too, about UWM uh, basketball. So we're going to try and keep you updated on college basketball as much as we can. I think it's it's an area that is undercovered big time uh, in the city of Milwaukee and Sports Talk Radio. So we're going to try and fill that void a little bit 
uh, on the madness going throughout uh, the season. Blocker, I see Michigan plays uh, again tonight. Is that is that true, Michigan basketball? Yeah, Seton Hall tonight. Rematch of the national championship from 89, I want to say. Seton Hall any good? They're always they're perennially perennially a pretty decent basketball. So it should team. be a good game. Tonight? It should be a good game. Uh, I think Michigan. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit biased, but I think that a they lot are biased. one of the best teams in the country. For sure, season. they are. That has uh, nothing to do with being biased. That's just factual. <laughs> yes, and, they are. And but I mean, we've already seen a couple Big East upsets over Big Ten teams, so it has to be a little bit shaking about this game tonight. But I I do think that uh, the Wolverines will probably pull it out. They have I think they have a little bit more size than Seton Hall does. Yep. All not right. just not just Dickinson, but they have. Two five stars that um, a five star center that's like six ten and he's been all over the place in I the first couple of games. And- again, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the answer is simply getting a simply getting a former player to be the head coach of your university. But I'm telling you, it does not hurt. No, it does not hurt. <laughs> it does not. I'm well, sorry. It's, I mean, it's Penny just- Hardaway may not have done everything that everybody thought he was going to do at Memphis, but they're better with Penny Hardaway as head coach than they were before Penny well, Hardaway as head coach. Jawan Howard clearly has been a huge steal. And again. Oh, he served his dudes. He was an assistant coach for a long time before getting this. It's not like, you know, he went from the NBA straight into being a head coach. You got to, you know, serve your dues or whatever. But they they clearly, these former players clearly are recruiting at a different level, it seems like, than a lot of these See, coaches. That's a that's a huge part of this, too, because huge. If, if you are an assistant, like a player, and then an assistant coach in the league for a long time, you know everybody. And you know front offices, you yep. know coaches, you know everybody and you can put in a good word with all of these different people at the NBA level if you're even if you're a guy that's not a top recruit but you're like a guy that's a borderline draft pick in a couple years you know after going 3 4 years through college and you're maybe a second rounder your your odds of getting drafted are just because you're associated with Jawan Howard Correct. or Penny Hardaway are way higher exponentially higher no question totally agree with you on that 100% and that's why you know, everybody talks about well, you know, Wisconsin and Greg Gard and so forth. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know who the guy is after Greg Gard, if and when they decide to move on from Greg Gard. Like, there's not a former Badger player that comes to mind right now that's coaching. Uh, you know, at a decent level, Tracy Webster, I guess, has been around for a long time. He's a former Badger. Maybe Tracy Webster would make some sense, but I mean, he's played so long ago that. I don't know if it has the same impact as somebody that like a Jawan Howard that's associated with the Fab Five and everything else that goes along with it. So, uh, coming up next, we'll talk with our guy Rami Makloff. The Rami Show comes up here at three o'clock. We'll find out what's coming up on his show. Sparky's Midday Madness on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Sparty's Midday Madness. The segment brought to you by Jim Dandy. South 27th Street in Oak Creek. New ownership, new menu, great food. Check it out. They renovated the inside. Cheer on the green and gold Sunday against Minnesota. Enjoy free food at halftime and free touchdown shots. Come by this weekend for their Friday Fish Fry. Follow them on Facebook. Jim Dandy's South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Rami Makhlouf joining us now here at the Lakeland University Studios to tell us what's coming up on his show in just a few minutes. I'm trying to think, have I ever eaten at Jim Dandy's before? We did a big show from there once or twice. Yes, under previous ownership. Okay. So under previous ownership, you said that big, ugly, yellow dining room and so forth, and all of that is redone, and new menu. I'm telling you, the food is really, really good. I'll have to check it out. out. I will have to check that out. It's good. It's good stuff. Not far from my house, like eh, seven minutes, maybe six, seven minutes from my house in Oak Creek. Hmm. Pretty good. How about that? What's on your show today? Coming up on the show today, Sparky, uh, right out of the gates. Can we now say the Packers? And we had this conversation a few weeks ago and people were hesitant to 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 jump out this far. Can we now say, though, the Packers are the clear cut favorites in the NFC? Well, we had Ross Tucker on our Odyssey NFL insider Mm -hmm. today. What did Ross have to say? He's got him third in the NFL. Third. In yep. the NFL or in the NFC? In the NFL. Okay. Who does he have him behind? Dallas one, Tennessee two. Mm. I lost my mind. Started yelling at him. Especially yeah. about Tennessee. That's I mean, ridiculous. I mean, Tennessee's hot right now. Oh, man. I know they they're are. They're on a roll. I understand. I understand. I get it. I'm just not 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 not. But he has them as the in. team in the NFC, it sounds like. No, oh, no the Cowboys. Dallas he has is the Cowboys. One. Yeah, sorry. No, you didn't have them in the there either. It's like, what does the guy have to take in order for you to put the Packers at one? That's a good question. So, either way. So, yeah. But NFL.com, their power rankings, they have the Packers at one. ESPN. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. ESPN's power rankings, I have them as one as well. I usually have my travel mug, and I forgot my travel mug today. So, So people got to listen to you sip on your coffee all day? So, today I'm drinking out of an actual coffee mug, so it's it's more slurpy. You know what I mean? Do you ever hear of uh, the show? I think it's somebody still airs it in Milwaukee, maybe, or they used. To. You ever uh, hear the show Jim Bohannon? No. Syndicated nighttime. Did he play for the Badgers? Uh, no, not, no, no, no. There is a Bohannon though. You need to stop. Um, out of his new mail glass. You it's know what the I mean? the Rami ASMR show. Yeah, it's, up it's next. It's, it's, it's here on twelve fifty AM. The fan. Is that Leroy's mug that you're drinking out of? It's a new mail mug. I don't know. I washed it myself. With my own two hands. Where did you get it from? It was in the dishwasher in the break room, and I washed it and oh, used it. Nice. Good yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Jim Bohannon, I think he still does a show. Um, and back when I first started radio, I worked at a radio station called WLIP in Kenosha. Still there. Still going uh, still going fine. And we used to have the Jim Bohannon show at night. Back then, you had to have a manual 
somebody in the studio to fire the commercial breaks. Sure. Now, in these syndicated programs like CBS Sports Radio and all this, a lot of these are uh, are run by computers, and you don't actually need a human being in there firing breaks. Damn robots. Unless you're unionized at a radio station, in which case you do still have to have people in there running these breaks, even though you don't need them to. Either way. So we used to run this show, Jim Bohannon, and he uh, always would have his dog mm-hmm. uh, with him. And then would always eat candy bars during the show. Oh, I should bring my and dog. Would, and would tell you that he's eating the candy bar and while doing the show would be <laughs> chewing the candy bar. He couldn't do it during a commercial. And, and would eat. I'm going to have another bite of my Snickers or whatever it was. <laughs> and he would he would eat and chew on the air. I heard him Why'd, a few months back. And I was like, dang, he's still like, on the air. He's really old. He's got to be really old by this point. But I didn't hear him chewing on a candy bar. But Did he have blood the, sugar issues? He couldn't wait until a commercial break? No, no, man. This was back in the mid-90s. And I'm telling you, I would just laugh. I'm like, dude, I'm listening to somebody talk on the radio and chew and eat at the same time and tell you he's going to do it before he does it and I mean, continue to have a conversation with you. I've eaten on the air it's before, amazing. but it's like a, you know, a bit, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, you for, get some Wendy's, for a very specific whatever. reason. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. just every day I'm oh, yeah. smacking on a candy totally. bar. And then you'd the hear air. you'd hear the dog and oh yeah, it was a whole thing. That's it was crazy. a whole thing. It really felt like, you know, the show ran at like what was it? Uh 9 till midnight, ran up to what Art Bell was that the 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 guy, the alien mm-hmm. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he would be on overnight after that. So yeah, back in the day. All right, what else you got coming up? Right? Kevin Holden, Crunchy fifty eight. He'll be here at three thirty. No Bart Winkler today because uh, I guess his voice is shot. I didn't hear his show this morning, but people were tweeting that he sounded like Scott Farrell. Yeah, it does not sound very. Good. I don't know if I'd say it's Scott Farrell. It's, it's not that level. I walked in here and I said, "You better not be sick." Because if you're in here sick. I'm going to be very mad if I get sick because of you. Because he sounded all nasally and just mm-hmm. not, he didn't sound good at all. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. He maybe shouldn't have been in here. Probably shouldn't have been in here to begin with. So hopefully he feels better what tomorrow. What are you saying right now? I'm about to use that microphone that you and I've been Bart on here for five today. hours. Yeah, I don't I come at me with me about poor Rami for three hours. Stop. You need to stop. <laughs> stop. I'm the wrong person to complain to I'm about just, you. I'm just saying. Getting like, sick off a of bark. What? If anybody's going to get sick, it'll be me. I immediately follow the deal. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but if it went in you and then and there was some weird stench you know, in here too, gestated and then came back out, could be. Then it's still. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, like he, he didn't sound good at all. All right, so whatever. Four o'clock hour. We'll talk about this very very boring NFC North, and uh, want to get into some Brewers. So let me see talk if I got this right. Four o'clock hour. You hyped up a topic by saying boring. The division is boring, isn't it? Then what are you going to talk about if it's so boring? Why are you talking about it if it's boring? You'll see. It's coming up. In so you're going to make it exciting for me? Do have I ever not made anything exciting? Okay. I mean, come on. That's fair. Come on. That's fair. You come on. That's fair. I have some faith in your boy. Also, Peter Bukowski of the Lockdown Packers podcast and the Leap Newsletter will be here at five thirty. Yeah, very good. Sounds like mm-hmm. a fun show ahead with fun Rami Makloff. Uh, and I was just at. Dude, if you do that during your show, I'm going to come in here and take it out of the studio. <laughs> I promise you, that's what's going to happen. If I hear you slurping during your show, I'm going to come in here, take the mug, and walk it out of the studio. I can't yeah. help it. Oh, no. How We're going to take that little, star, that little Star Wars water bottle. Yeah. I'm going to empty that out of the water, pour the coffee in there, and no. you can drink it out of there. Can't put coffee into R2 here. Why? Because that's a water bottle, not a coffee bottle. It holds liquid. It mm. can be used for anything. No, nah, I don't know about that. Sure it can. I think this is for That coffee mug isn't keeping that coffee any hotter than it would be if it was in that mug. Actually, the mug would the the also water then, bottle would probably keep it warmer. What would my water be in? Nothing. I need both. No, you don't. I need both at all times. Why? Because I go back and forth. I'll have a little bit of coffee, a little bit of water, a little bit of coffee, 
A little bit of water. A little bit of coffee. Yeah, I got it. A little bit of water. We all understand. He's a complicated fellow. He's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.